Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to Radio Wasteland. Uh, tonight, our guest is a hypnotist and that specializes in, in past life regressions. And uh, I'm your host, Chauncey Haworth, and this is my sidekick. Holy Sean. reincarnation, Batman. So, uh, <clears throat> you think you had a you think you had a past life, Sean? Hmm. Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, well, is it something that you've entertained before? I, I can't say I, I really have, but I mean, I wouldn't be too surprised to find that out. I I imagine it would be something terribly mundane. You know, <laughs> I, I imagine it would just you know be making pots out of clay or something. And I'm just well, I've, I've thought <clears throat> I've actually thought about this exactly, and that. You know, a lot of the time people talk about their past lives and they're just all, I was Cleopatra and I was Napoleon and this, that, and the other. But you would think statistically, chances are your name was Harold and you made pots. You know? Right. I, I would be <laughs> anticipating a lot of, you know, hunting deer. Right. <laughs> With sharp sticks and not having language. That's, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely another one of my questions that that I'm curious to find out about. And that is when, when you have past lives, were they all human, yeah. you know, and were they all, you know, cause there's kind of two things that I think of when I think of past lives. Um, and one is the sort of past lives. Like I was Napoleon. I was right. Cleopatra, like we were discussing. And then it also kind of ties into, um, reincarnation uh i i want right. to say you talk about buddhism or hinduism you're getting animals in the mix there too certainly. well i want to say other than christianity every middle eastern religion believes in reincarnation i think i mean i don't know if i would classify buddhism as middle eastern exactly but... i didn't you did okay, okay. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> but uh you know I'm i'm just saying that there are a lot of religions that I mean, yeah, that's true. That the believe in that, and so I wonder if those two things run it hand in hand, or if they're sort of entirely separate, or, or I think you know a lot of people's discussion on religion would be that that everybody has some idea and nobody has has it all right, and anybody who's well, it's like uh, our our last guest Ryan exactly. uh, about Don't the UFO guess. research, and he was basically saying if anybody has UFOs. straight answers for you. You should probably be a little skeptical right. of what they're saying. And and so I think probably, you know, when it comes to uh, understanding of the omnipotent and everything beyond our human existence, you know, I think people have good ideas. But I mm -hmm. think um, straight over the top answers, you know, like where they're, I don't know, where it starts to sound like they're selling you something. But yeah. but luckily, Katie is going to answer our, uh, some of our questions about that tonight, and she is not one of those people, or I wouldn't have had her on the show. Uh, so, I don't know. I have often thought, am I reincarnated? Yeah. Well, I was talking to someone before the show about how I was going to do this, and I said, oh, are you going to find out that you're a cat in your past life? And I'm like, I think I might still be, you're a cat to be perfectly life. honest. <laughs> well, my mom used to always make fun of me and say, because I was so slow and laissez-faire about everything, that I was a turtle in a past life. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there was kind of a backhanded compliment in there telling me to get up and clean my room. Maybe one of those bearded dragons. Well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll put in... Thanks. Um, <laughs> I'll put in something, uh, you know, uh, 
I'm not very proud of about myself here, too, because so that we don't just cop, uh, think about the one thing that our guest does tonight. She also does hypnotism. Yeah. And um, I'm a smoker. And I wish that I wasn't a smoker. And when I hear a lot about hypnotism, I hear about smoking and weight loss and the ways that this helps people. And um, over the years, every time I've heard it, I have to admit, over the years, I thought, this is BS. I thought, I, I can't believe this. My wife's grandfather smoked four packs a day, and he got hypnotized to quit. And I'm not going to say it didn't take some true grit and some elbow grease in there, too. But he quit cold turkey after after getting hypnotized. And That's impressive. So, so you know, it, it definitely made me it rethink. It is a real thing. I mean, yeah. there's it, no it disputing made, that. Yeah. And, and so, and, and like every year, my family, we save up money. Uh, we take all of our change. We put it in a change jar, right? <clears throat> and I don't know if it's really fair to... Um, put our guest tonight in the same category as this, but, but when I think of hypnotism, this is one of the things I think of. Um, and we put in all our change and we go to the fair every year and there's always the big line of folks on the stage and they're just all, uh, you fall asleep and you quack like a duck and, <laughs> and this, and I'm always looking at it going like, are any of these people plants? Are these people real? If I were in this situation, would I be quacking like a duck or, you know, how real is this? You know, because I'm a big fan of subliminal. Uh, I think that that's really interesting, you know, coming from a rock and roll background. Uh, you know, I always found subliminal uh, very interesting. And in a lot of uh, horror movies, historically, there's a lot of subliminal. Yeah. And and I'm just so curious as to how powerful this stuff is. So, Well, my own experience, I'd say it's pretty powerful. You know, I, I doubt those people are plants. Some people are just... Well, another thing that kind of sells me on the concept of it is um, the Nintendo Entertainment System. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. And here's why. Um, At one point, a game had come out, and I forget what that game was, but the flashing lights were causing people to have seizures. And so that definitely led me to believe that there is some sort of audio-visual control where you really could take control of somebody and i don't know if control is the right word but influence well i think uh, it's pretty di- i mean i don't know that hypnotism is really an audiovisual phenomenon it's more of just a state of deep concentration right but, yeah but but it made me realize that 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 control and that involvement is is possible is yeah. you know i mean if you can cause when i'm sitting at night and i'm stopped at a light and i see a train going by and there are car lights on the other side i always think like am i gonna have a seizure <laughs> yeah. <in> the <laughs> yeah i get yeah, a little nervous I see what you're saying. yeah yeah all right well you're listening to radio wasteland when we come back we have our guest katie redmond hypnotist thank you all right welcome back to radio wasteland with our guest katie redmond uh katie you know, whenever we deal with um, people, I often, you know, we have two types of guests when it comes to people into this stuff. We have people who are really sort of diehard researchers, uh-huh. you know, because we deal with, uh, you know, stuff like UFOs and stuff. And yes. then we and then we have people who are 
service providers, which is which is basically what you're doing. You're I'm providing a service, a service yeah, and provide. you're and you're you're living off of this uh, service. This is so. I don't know if I'd say living off of it. But well, right, okay. right. <laughs> yes, I do accept fees. <laughs> and um, so, how did you get? Involved in something that's so, I don't really like the term pseudoscience. So, so counterculture. How how do you get connected to something like that? Esoteric. All right, esoteric. I'll go with esoteric. <laughs> it, it's interesting because the more you become involved, the more you discover that it's not so unusual. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that if someone hasn't been focused on it, they tend to think it's unusual. And thank you for helping me with the microphone. (laughs) No problem. Um, I actually started out teaching elementary school. I taught third grade and from there ended up teaching English as a second language to adults. And in the meantime, having my own personal experiences. And at some point, um, I was telling a friend, you know... I've done all this traditional counseling so that I can become a healthier person and be a better parent and whatever I can think of. But on top of that, I wanted to lose my fear of a particular individual because everyone else thinks this person's not very scary. So why do I? And someone said, well, I know someone who's a you know regression therapist. And I thought, what the heck? I'll give it a try. So I did. And the fear went away. I mean, it was like gone, period. Hmm. So, yeah. And then I could see this person the way everyone else did. Not really a scary person. So I thought that was really interesting. So is it something that you're educated for? Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. I thought it was. I just, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I did two years of training, um, weekends where you're there the whole weekend, uh, a great deal of studying and reading and then the hands-on experience where you're the therapist and you also receive therapy Hmm. Um, so that you can have a number of experiences and and understand it. Right. Um, So this is, you know, I've always, how do I put this? I'm not entirely sure if hypnotism is coming from a spiritual side or from a scientific side, is this something that anybody can learn to do? I would say anyone can learn to do it, but generally the people who are interested are already counselors Mm -hmm. or psychologists. Uh, For example, there's the famous Brian Weiss that most people know about, the physician Mm -hmm. who um, wrote, well, he's written several books about his experiences assisting clients in past life regression. And I think he had kind of stumbled onto it. And then there are, you know, doctors and psychologists who've written their books on the subject and their research, uh, some of which I'm expected to read um, to be able to do this in the first place. Um I would say some people come to it through the spiritual. I actually came to it because there's a side of me that's real practical. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, if this works, great. And I needed something that would work, and it worked. And so I was off and running. But I, you know, I think a lot of people tend to have a, a more spiritual bent. Yeah, I, I, I felt that too. But then when I see people advertising, 
like to help you quit smoking or lose weight. They definitely don't seem to be coming from a spiritual no, angle. They seem yeah. to be coming from a pragmatic angle, like you're saying. Right. That, yeah, the clinical hypnosis is more practical. Mm-hmm. So, so is past life regression really an extension of hypnotism? Is, cause, you know, when I, when I really think of the two, I think of, hypnotism as being pretty scientific and past life regression is as going fairly outside of that but now that i think about it i guess i've never seen anything having to do with past life regression that didn't involve hypnotism first so it makes a you know um so do you well here's the question do you get pushback from other hypnotists when you say that you do past life regression maybe people who are a little more traditional or is this something that that hypnotists on the whole sort of feel strongly about no i don't get any pushback um yeah i'm sitting here thinking about all the people i know and their opinions or thoughts or their philosophy no i don't think so you know probably one thing i should do is just tell you something that tends to surprise people Mm -hmm. but we have different brainwave states so right now we're you know being all left-brained and more logical and um so we're in beta but there's beta alpha theta delta when you're in deep sleep that's delta but when you're at beta and alpha we go in and out of that during the day all the time so you know sometimes people will come out of hypnosis and say but but i heard everything you said and it's like yeah because a very light trance state is very effective. So, you know, people don't realize that if they're really involved in reading a book and they're totally absorbed in it, or something like gardening, something that really appeals to you if you like to paint or draw. And, you know, one of those um, ways you know is you suddenly realize you're really not sure what time it is or how much time has gone by. Mm And then you realize, okay, well, you've basically been in an alpha brainwave state instead of beta. So, so alpha would be more like like the extreme focus, where beta would be sort of dealing with, you know, life and, and multiple issues around you? Yes. Yes. That and sounds so, good. So theta. Redefining it for you. So with delta, you're, you're basically sleeping yes and so theta is somewhere in between beta and delta is that what you're gunning for as a hypnotist maybe (laughs) what i'm gunning for is alpha oh you are yeah oh just alpha well that is the opposite yeah yeah okay just a little you know more relaxed than beta than where we are now i mean Mm. you two may get so involved in doing your show you've kind of dropped down into alpha (laughs) after a while too i don't know yeah, well, I mean, we can. Yeah, I'm happen. usually in a state of trance when I'm, <laughs> when I'm on the show. I'm just like, wow, UFOs, that sounds good. <laughs> I personally have a very hard time getting into Alpha as as a person, you know. Um, have you ever driven someplace, most likely someplace that you go every day, like home, and you get there and you think, oh, I wasn't paying attention. I'm really not sure. I hope I didn't run any stop signs. I doubt you ran any stop signs. You just were in a more 
alpha brainwave state. Well, then let me change my statement. I do not have a hard time getting into alpha at all. Um, I guess what I was trying to say is I have a hard time focusing and getting into something that I'm working on to the point where I'm tuning the rest of the world out. Uh-huh. But as far as like accidentally tuning the rest of the world out, I, I think I might be a prime hypnotism candidate then. Because <laughs> I am there. Um, so uh, seeing how we're covering them, we covered them all. What's theta? Is that sort of the something in between uh, wakefulness and sleep, something sort of like, or is that a stage of sleep maybe? It's a stage of sleep. I see. Like yeah. early sleep or something like that. Right. Sorry? Like early sleep or something along those lines. I would Alpha can be like early sleep. You feel very <laughs> relaxed. But theta, right. It's When you're in delta, it's that just you know, REM, deep sleep where you may right. not even be dreaming at all. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. And do hypnotists have some way of measuring this? There are, you know, that's one thing you learn when you're trained. There are a number of cues that people give that they've relaxed mm-hmm. besides just the physical, you know, that someone looks like they're relaxing and letting the chair support them kind of thing you know your breathing can get deeper there can be a number of things that happen some people giggle a little bit at first (laughs) just and you get to know people you get to know how they are and and what their responses are and you know if someone like furrows their brow uh uh-oh they're probably thinking and analyzing and we don't want to be there we spend so much time thinking and analyzing and we have so much more we can do with our brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I definitely agree with that. Uh, you are listening to Radio Wasteland with our guest, Katie Redmond. We will be back in a few minutes. Welcome back to Radio Wasteland and our guest, Katie Redmond. We're talking about hypnotism and past life regression. Uh, earlier, Katie, I asked you, can anybody do this? Now, my other question... No. Can anybody be hypnotized? Yes. But they have to be open to it. They have to be open to it. The idea that I or any other hypnotist could make someone do something they don't want to do, no, it doesn't work that way. So when people get up on stage, on some level, they've chosen to participate. Mm -hmm. Um, So... You know, I I can understand why people will say, well, I can't be hypnotized because I wouldn't get up in a stage show. It's like, well, obviously you didn't want to. Right. So they are a willing participant in in some regard. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. And so, as you were saying earlier, in some way you would have to want to stop smoking. Mm -hmm. If you really don't want to stop smoking, then we can't collaborate because you don't want to stop smoking. And is that one of the things that you help people with? Mm-hmm. It is. Yes, I've helped people stop smoking. I definitely. assume that it's one of the common things that people come in wanting help with. People tend to think hypnosis is either smoking or weight loss, but there's, you know, if you bite your nails, if you have trouble taking tests, if you want to improve your sports performance, if you have trouble sleeping. Can we do all those in one session? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Because I bite my nails as well. Um so spend 20 hours in hypnosis, <laughs> this charismatic ubermensch when you're done, just good at everything. <laughs> so let me hit the hard questions. These are the, okay. the hard ones that are, are uh, out there. Lightning round. Ha- yeah, totally. <laughs> Has 
everybody had past lives? I can't answer that. Have you ever come across somebody who didn't? Like you're all, whoa, this guy's, this is the first time he's been here. No. No. No, I never have. I'm sure it's possible. Right. I'm sure it's very possible. Well, I I would assume that it was possible just uh, off of uh, population growth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, that there would have to be more lives um, and more. But I guess is so this will bring me to my other question. In our past lives, was everybody a human or could you have been something else in a past life like a re- reincarnation? Does past lives and reincarnation, do those go, go hand in hand or? Well, I think in India they do. And well, yeah. as you were saying earlier, um, you know, different religions, different parts of the world, people have different belief systems. So your belief system has a great deal to do with um, your experiences now mm-hmm. in this lifetime. And if you choose to do a past life regression, there's um, everyone is so unique that when you do want to ask a general question, I really have to stop and think, can I generalize about this? Because ultimately... I'm here to help someone improve this life. I'm here to help someone who, let's say they have nightmares or something. Well, let's get that released so you can move forward and have a better life, you know, do some healing. So if someone just came to me and said, I want to know if I was Cleopatra or something, <laughs> it's like, well, um, well, sure, I'll work with you, but it's not my focus. Right. And that makes sense in answering my question now. So if in my past life I was a dog, dogs have natural lives and therefore don't necessarily have the same sorts of human emotion traumas that might be associated with your past lives. And so as a regressionist, when you're dealing with people, you're dealing with these these human traumas. And so it probably would never even come up if they were a grasshopper. Why would you know? Because there wasn't a lot of grasshopper trauma back then. I mean, I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I think I think that it makes sense, you know. And you could consider, let's see, what? why would a soul want to experience being a dog? Um, you know, one way I look at it is, you know, if this were an amusement park, If it was supposed to be fun, maybe a long time ago, it was all supposed to be fun. And you could say, well, now I want to go on this ride. And next lifetime, I want to go on this ride. So it's kind of like, yeah, this time I'll do this. And next time I'm going to be that. (laughs) Because I can tell you that your soul really doesn't care whether you were the Queen of England or starving in Africa. (laughs) Your soul, spirit whatever word you want to use and again this is coming from the idea that there are past lives thinks more like oh let's have that experience oh let's have this experience this time oh next time let's so there's that and so it seems to me it's very possible that someone would consider oh maybe i'll be a dog right why not you know, if you aren't placing any value judgment on one thing being better than another, Absolutely. it's all experience. Right. Um, but I don't know. I know a couple of people who have had 
an experience where it was more like their soul wanted to be a primate for the experience, but then move out of it, but they got stuck there somehow. And again, if people ask me more questions like, why did they get stuck there? How did they get stuck there? My focus is on what does this person need from this experience for healing in their life? Right. What is the, really the point that we're doing this? So I don't always ask a lot of questions like that. Yeah. I let them have their experience till we get to where they need to be. Um, I'm probably talking too much, but there was something about... talk radio. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll allow it. That's okay. <laughs> well, there is... There was this experience of being stuck and not really being able to move away from being not human, right. being a primate, until that primate died. And that really wasn't the original idea in the first place. They just wanted to move in, their energy, experience, oh, this is what this would be like. Hmm, interesting. And it didn't quite work out the way they wanted it, but they were fine, so... You know, that's one experience I'm familiar with. Right, right. Yeah, I realize so. that I'm asking the the questions that are the one-offs because, you know, I, I guess, are there people... So I understand that what you're doing is you're trying to, to help people. I get that. Um, are there people out there, scientists out there, who are truly digging, trying to find out why um, oh, yes. on on a much deeper scientific level oh yes yeah oh yes there's definitely the researchers i think ian stevenson just passed away i'm trying to remember the name of his book but it's all his studies on the mm -hmm. cases he had regression cases um let's see then there's the boy james leninger Mm -hmm. Something, you know, that's, and the the book is called Soul Survivor, and, you know, that's that's different. That's a father doing research to find out about what his child is experiencing. And what did, what did that research entail? They couldn't figure out why the child was having nightmares, and it was always the same nightmare, so you've got this pattern going, and he felt like it was real and so his father wanted to prove to him look these are just nightmares so in the book it lays out how what happened is the more the father um tried to prove that look this couldn't have happened to you the more the child would bring up details and information nobody could possibly know uh, they went to see the family the surviving members of the family and the only thing that happened was four years later, his father ended up, as a devout Christian, embracing reincarnation as part of his belief system because there it was. Right. You know, there's um, as as a guy who does these shows on on um, you know alternative sciences and mysteries and the unexplained. You know, one of the sort of biblical conspiracies is that um, reincarnation was was removed. And I have heard that, yes. Yeah. And uh, and earlier in the show, I was saying that it was the one Middle Eastern religion that didn't have it, and that's part of this this belief system that uh -huh. as to why it was removed. Um, and the argument was to control the masses that if they felt that they had multiple chances, they were less apt to follow the rules, and them believing that they only had one chance was more apt to keep them in line. 
I'm trying to remember from all the, the reading I've done, because I haven't read about that for a while, but right, there were the Gnostics that broke off. Um, so I'm not, I, that could very well have been part of it. It's trying to control, but I, I can't respond. Yeah. And, and the audience out there, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm just posing the question, you know, Yeah. don't call me up with your hate. all right actually you can call me up with your hate uh, 530-605-4567 if you really want to you're listening to Radio Wasteland we'll be right back welcome back to Radio Wasteland we're here with our guest Katie Redmond and we're talking about past life regression and hypnotism all right I got a question for you okay how would I know if the problem that I'm having is not just a typical problem, but if it is something that is associated with my past life. Is there something that a person like me, without going to somebody, would maybe start to suspect that that's where the problem is coming from? We covered nightmares in in the last one, but is there anything else? Well, if we use that example, his nightmares were a recurring pattern. There was a great deal of emotion you have a recurring pattern that isn't going away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're someone who has tried everything to get rid of a particular problem that is chronic, it just doesn't seem to go away, doesn't seem to change, isn't mitigated. You know, that's very possible. Mm-hmm. That's very possible. Um, and that's often why I see people is, is there's something that they can't seem to shift Right. And um, so it's usually a problem. I mean, people rarely come because it's like, yeah, I have this chronic problem with happiness or something. But, right. Yeah. You know, it's, but, so um, a lot of the people who, who are coming to you are not um, are people who have a problem that have maybe exhausted most of their other avenues. Right. And it can be difficulty with certain relationships finding yourself in the same kind of relationships over and over again that aren't working out problems with anger Mm -hmm. um problems with um a a behavior pattern you don't want anymore but you can't seem to shake it some usually some pattern of difficulty Uh, addiction addiction is often you know pretty deep if something's a bad habit that's one thing but when it becomes an addiction you you kind of think huh maybe um chronic illness uh it's like your soul finds these creative ways to get your attention, you know. And and there's you know the life lessons: patience, anger, kindness, different tolerance, different things that um, you know people have to work on. Right. I I realize this is probably one of those big answer questions that yeah. that um, you know might not have an answer, but why? The, the the question has to be out there as to why would we live multiple lives? I guess the... If they aren't fun. Yeah. Yeah. And they can be fun. Um, it's... And again, like you said, I can't give you a pat answer because mm-hmm. in different belief systems and different research different people have done, they've come up with different philosophies or different explanations so you know in some it's kind of the idea that you're i'm trying to remember there's a book it's basically a kid's book but it's the little soul in the sun and the idea is the two little souls are talking what's anger i don't know well let's go to this planet earth and you can do something that makes me 
be angry, and then I will know what that feels like. And, and it's like, yeah, let's do that. So, you know, that's one way some people look at it. Right. So it really that we have a, maybe that we have a spiritual existence and that that life compared to our spiritual existence is the equivalent of going to eight hours of work. And it seems like a long time to us, uh-huh. but to our spiritual <laughs> existence, maybe it's just a going on a ride. A blip. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah. And for some people, there's the idea of karma and a karmic wheel. I think kind of what makes me sad is that often people are afraid to have the experience because they're sure they have a problem because they were just horrible in a past life. And it's almost never like that. It's always something where, let's say you're a part of a culture, and the culture has certain ways of doing things and certain beliefs, and, and you're caught up in that whole structure. And so there you are making the best choices you can make, and you're not happy with them because they aren't great choices, but that's what that culture's doing. Right. So there I, you are. Yeah, I've definitely thought about so, that a lot. You know, yeah, as, that kind as, of thing. Right. Um, you know, historically speaking is, you know, we talk about like, oh, well, I would never do that and so on and so forth. And historically at the time, you know, uh, yeah. the one I use a lot is is basically – 1968 and racism, you know, like uh-huh. people will like come down on Columbus and be all, well, he was a racist. And I'm like, well, you know, everybody was back then. So if we're going to hate everybody, I mean, we're pretty much hating everybody at the time because right. they and, were right. scared little people compared right. to the ideas that we carry today. Right. You know, you've got someone in a very specific situation and they're just trying to figure out, right. just doing their best. So that I, I think that's the case even outside of past life regression where uh-huh. your trauma a lot of the time is not necessarily what happened to you, but how you processed it due to the relevancy in your life. You know, you can take one person and that person can be uh, have an incredibly critical parent who's coming down on them all the time and they can harness that into success while somebody else is is crippled by it throughout their lives. Right. And so this, you're saying, might be the same case with with past lives as well. Right. And if someone had a past life with that parent where the situation was, well, let's just say worse in some some way, somehow, um, their processing of it was that it was worse than their reaction to the parent. You know, the other children can be like, why are you so upset? And that person can be really upset, and they can't really explain it except that, there it is, you know, and and it and if you believe in past lives, that's carried over, and maybe that parent is the parent because they really want to do better by that person. Oops, this didn't work out very well. Let's shift it. Yeah. So this time I'm going to be your parent, and and they're a great parent, except that. <laughs> they lose their temper the person it gets really upset right. whereas like you said the other kids are like what what why are you so upset right so that's a that's a possibility have have you noticed that maybe personality traits travel throughout their like does a soul have a personality and so like their different existences are similar in in some way because of their personality you know, you might want to read Michael Newton. He has his book on, well, several books, Journey of Souls, Life Between Lives. So, again, there you have a therapist who's doing his research and also 
does um, life between lives work with people. And so I would say, yeah, there are a lot of people who would answer yes to that. I see. Hmm. Right. You know, not so, necessarily everybody, but uh, yeah, a lot of people would. Right. So, uh, so when it comes to hypnotism and, and, and past life regression and helping people, um, what is, I don't want to say what is your track record, but what do you think the industry's track record is? Do you feel that, that it helps most people who walk into it willingly trying it? Or do you feel that, that, um, I don't know that it helps half of them or, you know, I just, maybe there's negative feedback out there. I haven't heard. Well, I'm sure there is. There <laughs> well, always I mean, is, you know, in Thanks general, to the internet, there's yeah. always negative feedback in general. People can be not able to relax enough. Mm -hmm. They can't allow mm -hmm. themselves to just relax right, and get out of their left brain. And, and, you know, the imagination is kind of the door to this and let themselves have that. And then they can go away being disappointed because they, they didn't have the experience. Um, does I mean, it take a couple of tries? Like, uh, if somebody comes in, does it sometimes take two or three sessions before you can get that rapport going? And that is what is so fascinating to me is I can't answer that because, oh my gosh, people come in that I'm sure this is, they're going to need to do a number of tries. Nope. Mm -hmm. Bang. They're right there. <laughs> and someone else that I think, oh, this is going to be easy for them. Nope. So it so, can take a couple of tries. It can but take a couple you, of tries. You never know until you get in there. And I usually send people who've never done any kind of hypnosis home with just a CD of a general relaxation with my voice. So they just get accustomed to the idea that, look, it's just you're just relaxing. Oh, that's interesting. And that's where we begin. Well, we're coming up on the end of the show here. Um, how can people? Wow. Yeah, okay. well, you know. Time flies when you're talking about hypnotism on the radio. <laughs> um, how can how really can people find out more about you that are interested? Well, I'm here in Reading, but I do have a website, mm -hmm. redmondhypnotherapy.com, mm -hmm. and I have a phone number. Okay. <laughs> it's still 707-694-2952, mm -hmm. and if... Were you going to speak to this? Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to read it well enough, but do you have an upcoming <laughs> event? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's Saturday, July 15th uh, from 2 to 4, Conscious Living Yoga Studios on Tama Street. And yes. what is that going to be covering? That is going to be group hypnosis. Oh. So mm -hmm. sometimes people find it easier to begin if um, they take a class with a group of friends and just and then again it wouldn't be going to a problem someone has specifically it would be more taking the group to a time when everybody was happy i see more like a relaxation let it go and get introduced to the idea yeah and that way i can address the whole group in general but they'll each be having their own experience. Okay, well if you're interested in trying that out, why don't you give us the website again so that people can RedmanHypnotherapy.com. Redmond Hypnotherapy. And also, because, I found that if you type uh -huh. in Katie Redmond, well, you're okay, find Katie it. Redmond. Yeah. <laughs> if you search for Katie Redmond, yeah. you'll find it. <laughs> All right, you've been listening to well, Radio thank Wasteland. Thank you.